everyone and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I hope everyone has been having a great week and is ready for the new podcast episode. This one is super special and I had a really great conversation with Kathy DeFreitas. She just completed her yoga teacher training and has an Instagram dedicated to all things spirituality, wellness, and sharing her true journey through all of these things. She is super smart and has so much wisdom about all things yoga, wellness, spirituality, meditation, and so much more. I think everyone will be able to learn something from this episode. I know I definitely did, and so without further ado, let's get into it. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I am here joined with Kathy DeFreitas. Hi everyone, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Morgan. Of course, thank you so much for being on. So before we really get into it, I just want to first ask you, this is something that I've been asking everyone that comes on the podcast, is what is one quote that has really resonated with you and changed your perspective on things like life, jobs, relationships, all of that? So this quote actually came to me recently and will tie in with everything we're going to talk to talk about, but it's love yourself so that you can share that love with the world. And that really spoke to me because of just how true it is. When you truly love yourself, you can radiate and shine all that goodness to other people. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's something that I think um, a lot of people, like we often forget, but we always try to give ourselves so much to the world or so much to our jobs or other people mm-hmm. for ourselves. And then we end up cutting ourselves short. So I think that's, yep. that's a really, that's a really good quote. Yeah. You have to fill up your cup first and then exactly other people. It's like the airplane, the air mask thing. Mm-hmm. That yeah, also that analogy that people talk about. Yeah. You have to do it yourself first before helping other people. I love that. So what is your, like, what's your background? What brought you into wanting to help people with their spirituality, yoga, everything? Yeah. So I grew up in a spiritual family. So in Brazil, my family's Brazilian and Brazil spiritism is really big. And with that, I would say it's the belief that our souls are eternal. So we've lived many lives in the past. We'll continue living more lives. And our purpose here on earth is to learn lessons and to grow our souls and expand. So I always grew up with that ideology, but I never really put it into practice until after I graduated when I finally figured out what healing yourself is because I used to give so much to other people. I was a big leader in high school and college and I was always just giving back and back, which definitely filled me up, but I wasn't taking the time to really take care of myself in a holistic manner. Um, So once I graduated, I really started taking that time. Things slowed down for me and I had a lot more free time to really dedicate to myself. And that's how I got onto this journey. I would say in the beginning of 2020 before COVID was when my spiritual awakening happened. Um, And that's when I really started developing my own practices. But um, in terms of just a little bit more about me, like I said, I grew up in a Brazilian family. So a lot of culture and vibrancy from Brazil um, that I grew up with. I speak Portuguese and Spanish because it's so similar. I love meeting new people and traveling. 
And really all of that has just been all encompassing in my journey and really who I am um, moving forward and what I want to continue sharing with the world. That's awesome. I love that. I love, um, I don't know much about Brazilian culture or anything, but do you think that has like a different, your upbringing and stuff like that, does it bring a different approach to how you approach spirituality? Um, I don't know if specifically spirituality, but I would say like as a human being, yeah. uh, Latins in general, a lot more warm and mm-hmm. Like Americans, we always joke about how you have like your personal space and your little yeah. bubble and Latins, it's just second you meet someone, you're like hugging them and kissing them. And I think that I grew up with. So whenever I meet people, I'm very just welcoming and mm-hmm. want to get to know them right away. And I think the vibrancy of the culture, like I said, um, just we're my family is also specifically from the coast of Brazil, which is like the beach bums are really relaxed and happy and love to laugh and definitely get my loud laugh um, and like energy from, I think, Brazil and my parents and that upbringing. So I think there is a bit to it as being, you know, who I am. And of course, that involves my spirituality as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. That's definitely, that's, that's true that there's a, a feeling of like warmth around yeah that community I love that so what and I really, oh sorry so I just want to say too because I keep saying spirituality and before we like continue talking about it I want mm-hmm. to say when I talk about spirituality I mean the because it can be very taboo so people mm-hmm. will get turned away from it so to me spirituality is the connection that you have with yourself and it doesn't have to be a specific god it could be many gods it's just yeah. What do you do to connect with yourself and your inside or even what higher power do you believe in? Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's like one of the most important aspects of spirituality in general, I think, Mm -hmm. because everything we do has to come from ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that's great. What inspired you to really want to share your wellness journey and everything with other people? So I would say that I've always been someone who likes to lead and mentor all throughout my life. Um, And I've held several positions where I was in a mentorship role. So as I started getting more into my spiritual awakening and developing different practices like yoga, um, doing Reiki and even just positive affirmations that I would do every day, like I, I, discovered a lot of different things. And in the beginning, in 2020, I did everything. Now I kind of figured out what works better for me. And so I have a more selective, I guess, holistic uh, rituals and routines that I use. But as I was doing all of that, I was always jotting it down. And I created like a little note guide that was called Journey to Higher Self. And so whenever I would discover something new that I felt could help someone or helped me, I would note that down with the intent that one day I would share that. I didn't know when that was going to be. And honestly, after I graduated, I didn't want to be uh, crazy doing anything else. I was so I was just wanting to live a more peaceful, tranquil life because I was very busy in college. Uh, But it was middle of last year, so 2021, when I encountered a girl on TikTok who said that she was a holistic life coach. So I went on her Instagram and she had a whole program and really talking to her and seeing what she did and how 
she created this wellness program that wasn't just fitness. It really was a holistic view. She talked about ego and fear and the relationship to yourself and relationships to others and just preaching to people that it's not just about, you know, the fitness aspect. There's so much more to your well-being. Um, that really inspired me. And I saw kind of a mirror, an example of what I wanted to be and follow. So I took her program, which was incredible. Her name is Real with Emma on Instagram. And after that program, it really inspired me. And I got into this holistic health community. All, all the other people that were in this program with me too, um, they were wanting to be coaches or just had an interest in it. So I got into this world and I absolutely loved it. It's a group of like-minded people. Like I feel like I found my niche and my people um, in terms of just the mindset and view that we have towards the world. And that's when I also decided to create my Instagram account and start sharing. And with my Instagram, I really like to share personal things about me to inspire other people, things, the bad things that I've gone through, the good things that I've gone through, um, so that people just have a viewpoint of where they can change or get inspiration to live a healthier lifestyle and be happy because life is meant to be enjoyed. We make it really complicated, um, but it doesn't have to be that complicated when you are able to have this awareness of being present and having a calm mind. Um, so because also of that like leadership and mentorship quality, I knew that I wanted to put this out there and create something out of the knowledge and the passion that I have towards holistic health and wellness and my spirituality. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of how it really all came together and still expanding, but you know, baby steps, not rushing anything. That's great. I love that. Like when you describe it, it seems like it was all just kind of like a seamless process, but do you think that that's how it all, like it all just kind of unfolded as you kept going and you were just following what felt good or were there parts of it where you were like doubting yourself or not sure like was this the right thing for me to do and might should I be focused on other things what yeah stuff came I out? mean it's never it seems seamless when you talk about two years and like you know a couple of minutes but definitely wasn't seamless I would say 2020 was a year of discovery for me I was just enjoying all of the new things that I was encountering in my life in terms of spirituality like getting into crystals and like I said Reiki and yoga and so 2020 I would say was like a fun year for me um of course there there's always the down moments I still really suffered with anxiety and just the mental aspects um overthinking and over worrying and over planning like I'm very type a so that's something that I've been working on is to go more with the flow and not try to control everything. Uh, so I still suffered with that. And it wasn't until 2021 where it really, like I always say, 2020 for me was the spiritual year. 2021 was the mental year. And then 2022 is now the physical year where I'm focusing on my health and fitness. So it's like mind, body, spirit all coming together. But for 2021, I, it was definitely not seamless. I was really struggling with my mental health because I got out of, so now it's two years that I got out of college and you morph into this college persona. You know, you, I was in Greek life and you're always going out on the weekends and 
you're constantly with your friends and no one really talks about how difficult it is graduating college and just having that two-year window where you're trying to figure out, okay, like, who am I going to be now? And I knew that I no longer wanted to be that college girl, but I was trying to discover who this new adult version of myself was going to be. So that it was like, I would say like my second spiritual awakening was like 2021, really figuring out, okay, who is adult Kathy going to be? And it challenged myself in every aspect of my life from the way that I travel, from the way I socialize, what I'm wanting to do on the weekends. And like, to give an example, I was really struggling with the fact that I live in Miami and there's always something to do on the weekends, but I didn't want to be constantly going out, but I felt the pressure because I'm young. I'm, you know, in my twenties, I'm in a big city. I should be going out. Um, and alcohol is involved. And of course you wake up the next day and you feel like shit. And it was just this toxic cycle. So what I did to challenge myself, um, I did a seven week sober challenge and that really helped. I went from like one extreme to another, but it really helped me see both sides to eventually find a middle ground. And now I can say that I know my limits. I'm not crazy about going out anymore. Like I can, I know how to socialize and not overdo it. But I would say 2021 was really a year of figuring that out and really taking the extremes of, you know, from the college girl to now these adult life, but finding a balance where I'm happy in the middle. And it, it came with a lot of challenges and, you know, hitting my head on the wall and um, crying a lot and just really with uncertainty as well. And this was also in the midst of an you know, figuring out that I wanted to follow this passion with holistic health. Mm -hmm. And what really, why I even was so uh, passionate or motivated to do it at that moment was because I wasn't sure about my job and my career path. I was actually applying to different jobs because I didn't know if that's where I wanted to stay. And then I decided, you know, I'm going to stay at this job so I can really follow my passion. So even in my career, that completely shifted for me. And it really pushed me to be like, do you really want to do this? Do you really want to follow your passion with spirituality and holistic health and sharing this with the world? Um, So I definitely got tested in every area of my life and it wasn't easy, but now I'm at a point where thank God that's in the past. (laughs) Um, And I do, I'm at a point where I I feel like I did all the, I I did the work. I did a lot of the healing. Of course you're healing your whole life. So it's not done, but for this part of my life, yes, I felt like I, you know, whenever I was presented with something I wasn't happy with in my life, I made the effort to really challenge myself and say like, okay, what can I do differently to find a balance to make myself happier Um, and really be in alignment with who I want to be in the future. That was it too. It's like, you know, the constant drinking or socializing isn't alignment with this person that I want to be and, um, you know, the career that I want to start. So that was a big motivating factor too. Um, looking back at it, it all needed to happen the way it did for me to get to the point I am now where I am ready to like go full force with my business and, um, really niche in what I want to do. But to simply answer your question, definitely not seamless. Um, there's always ups and downs, but it's part of the journey. And now I see the downs as just a learning lesson and 
once you learn that lesson, you continue moving forward. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I think when you shift your mindset of when you are experiencing those downs and you, instead of looking at it as a negative thing, you just look at it as something to be learned from. It can Mm -hmm. really help you move through those periods of uncertainty so much quicker or maybe not quicker, but maybe just a lot smoother and seamlessly. So that's, that's really great that you were able to acknowledge that and that you're able to think back at that time and know that even though it wasn't the greatest or like there were some Mm -hmm. ups and downs, you really got something from it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Just changing your perspective Mm -hmm. on life can go a long way. Yeah. And so you recently just went through yoga teacher training. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that. Yeah. So I started doing yoga, like I said, in the beginning of 2020. So I've been practicing now for about two years, a little bit over two years. And middle of last year was when I was like, huh, like they were talking about it at my studio. Oh, yoga teacher training. And I was like, huh, interesting. Like, is this something that I want to do? I never thought when I started yoga that that would ever be in my path to, you know, teach and want to become a teacher. To me, it was really physical at the beginning. It was, I want a a good exercise. I do hot yoga. So I'm sweating after class and it was such a great workout. It wasn't really until last year that I connected more to the spiritual side of yoga. Um, And that was really what inspired me to want to do teacher training because I wanted to deepen my practice and you know, perfected on a physical scale as well, but also connect with myself more and learn the tools that can advance me in yoga. Um, And also, like I said, I've always been someone who likes to mentor and teach. So I was like, this would be something really great for me to be able to give back to my community and also incorporate with what I want to do in my career and my passion. Uh, So I decided to sign up and I it started in September of 2021 and it was a six month period and we met six weekends. And when it was those weekends, it was literally the entire weekend. You only had time to sleep because it's a 200 hour certification to be certified to teach yoga. And the entire experience overall was just absolutely incredible. And for me, it was so special because it was an exact alignment with where I was at with my, you know, with this passion of wanting to, uh, with my career and wanting to uh, follow holistic health. So for example, the first weekend of yoga teacher training, this was back in September, that was when I had launched my coaching program, I decided to take on two clients. And that weekend was all about personal development and coaching. So I was seeing our facilitators coach us in a room setting, one-on-one or in a group setting um, live and getting tools and different activities and all these ideas. And I was like, wow, like this is not a coincidence that this is happening now. And even with stepping into more of a confident leader, because I would say after college, I didn't want to be in the spotlight anymore and leading people. I didn't want that responsibility. And this process allowed me to regain that confidence of being a leader. And when you're in the front of the room teaching a class, all eyes are on you. You have to know what you're saying. You have to come from the heart too, which is another thing that I'm still working on is not just regurgitating information, but really 
connecting with my heart and uh, letting that speak throughout class as well. Um, so it, that was why it was so special to me is because it really was in alignment, not just with yoga, but with what I want to do with my future and who I want to become. Um, so in these weekends, every weekend was different. For example, one weekend we had in a sustained weekend where we learned how to assist people in poses. And that was also a big thing with the power of touch. And since, you know, we've all gone through COVID and we've all become really scared of touching people, it was really powerful to realize how important it is to have that human connection and not just talking to someone, but hugging someone, touching someone, it, it makes a difference in your body. So that was a really uh, powerful weekend, I would say impactful. And then we actually got to go into classes and assist students and do that as practice. Um, the group itself, it was 15 of us, everyone brought a unique quality to the group, whether it was laughter or a story, everyone is very vulnerable as well. You, you knew everyone's deepest, darkest secrets, and it's not like you wanted to go out and share it. You were just supporting and wanting to help the people in your group. And so that really bonded us and created a solid foundation. And our facilitators, the people who ran the program, they've been teaching for many years, owners of studios who have other programs who are very in tune with themselves and their spirituality. Um, so it was just incredible to get all of that information also. Um, it was just amazing. Um, I would recommend it to everyone, even if you don't practice yoga now, uh, because it's not just about yoga. It's about your personal development and personal growth as well everyone changed. There's no way you couldn't have changed because each weekend you were learning so much about yourself and the practice. Um, and then I graduated at the end of January. So I'm officially certified now and I'm in the process of applying to studios and seeing where it takes me. I definitely want to incorporate this in my business as well, whether that's yoga and coaching put together. i potentially doing yoga retreats in the future. Um, but yeah, I would say just overall incredible transformation for myself and exactly what I needed to continue aligning myself with this future goal of mine. And it's not a future goal. It is now in the present. I am this person and I am um, a holistic mommy who is sharing my spirituality and advice. Um, I would just say the business part is where I'm still figuring out what exactly I want to niche in and go forward with. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like, like I've heard, because I'm thinking about doing my yoga teacher training too. And from all the people that I've talked to, they've just said that it's one of the most transformative things mm -hmm. for themselves that they've ever done. And I, like you touched on it a little bit, but what was the biggest change that you saw within yourself from starting, starting it to finish? That was like the most surprising or yeah. just kind of caught you off guard or. I would say the mindfulness, um, because when I started, I was still kind of going through it in my 2021 year <laughs> of like the mental health. And a big thing that we learned about, we always started every weekend every day with a meditation. And it was part of our homework too, to go home and meditate. And that's when I really started my meditation practice. It was always really hard for me to meditate. And 
I under, now understand what meditation is. So when you understand that meditation is just a way of quieting your head, and if the thoughts come through, it's just about coming back to your breath. And it doesn't have to be this grand thing. You're not supposed, you don't need to sit down for 20 minutes and meditate. It could be one minute that you start off with and then you keep growing. And that's exactly what I did. Um, but that meditation and the awareness that I had of my thoughts completely changed the game. Because now whenever I start to have negative self-talk or I start to get overwhelmed in my head, I'm like, Kathy, you're doing it again. Stop. And I will literally give myself a pep talk or I will sit down and meditate. And it always takes first recognizing that you're doing it, having that awareness and then actually changing. And there's someone that I follow, Joe Dispenza, and he talks about how you can literally rewire your brain and your thought patterns because all our brain is, is a bunch of thoughts, you know, coming in and out, in and out. And if you work on every time you have a specific thought pattern to change that and say, I'm not going to think this way anymore, like completely go to another subject in your head or quiet your brain down through meditations, you're literally rewiring the brain chemistry in your head. And that's what I really feel I got out of this teacher training was the awareness of being able to quiet my mind and have peace and quiet in my head. And I have situations come up now that I'm like, wow, if I would have been a year ago, I would have reacted so differently because I would have just let the thoughts keep going or just over dramatize like what was going on. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that. And and it goes with what we were saying earlier, like the perspective, when you shift the way you think and the way you see life, you don't need a, you don't need to move somewhere new to be happier. It could literally just be having a different perspective about something is what makes you be happier in your life. Yeah, that's, that's so true. It's been like, I know a lot of people that I've talked to about meditation in general, they um, they have a hard time like connecting the fact that it's just having an awareness of your thoughts and then just coming mm -hmm. back to your breath. And I think there, I think there can kind of be a disconnect between mm -hmm. like the people who love meditation and practice it every day and the people who just have no, no, no knowledge about it at all. So like mm -hmm. for someone who has no clue about meditation or mindfulness or any of that, like, where do you, where would you recommend that they start? I would say the guided meditations really helped me start. So there's plenty of apps like Insight Timer, Calm, Balance. And I think even on Balance, you could get a free year membership. I actually signed up for that. And it's nice because they'll customize it for you. So meditation really is about quieting your brain. It's the same way you exercise your body. You need to exercise your brain. But and part of exercising your brain is rest in your head because we're constantly every single day thinking a million thoughts so just having a minute five minutes where you can just not be thinking about what you need to do now of course that's extremely hard especially in the beginning of starting your meditation practice so whenever I think where a lot of people there's this disconnect with meditation and where I had it as well as we think almost meditation is this like 
only only like people with like magical powers can do it almost that's like that's kind of how I felt it was like that's a magical thing like how can I do that you think you're gonna like zap into another world but it really isn't it can be something really powerful as you deepen your meditation I can't say that I've gotten there yet but it really is again just about that calmness in your brain. So if you start off with even just 30 seconds, you're going to say 30 seconds, I'm going to focus, maybe counting your breath one, two, you know, in, out, in, out, however you want to do it. So you have that focus on your breath. Um, Or also in the guided meditation apps, they'll tell you what to do. So all you have to do is listen. And if you do think about something else, It's just redirecting your thoughts back to your breath. And that'll create that awareness. Again, that training that I was just saying, the rewiring, it's like, oh shit, I'm thinking about what I have to do tomorrow. Come back to my breath. And that actually starts teaching you. That's why meditation is so powerful for your whole life is because it starts teaching you to rewire your thought patterns and come back to the present moment. Um, So now that I understand that meditation doesn't have to be this crazy thing, it's just literally quieting my brain for a little, it's become a lot easier. I look forward to it more. Um, You also have to find the right time of day. I I tried doing it at night for a while and it didn't work for me because I just, my brain is so hyperactive at night that it was hard for me to just sit still. Um, I like doing it in the morning where, you know, my brain is still pretty quiet. I haven't really looked at my phone yet. There's like low energy in the world because people are still waking up. So I sit and I'll do like five minutes or if I'm in a rush, I'll do it. As soon as I park my car at work, I'll sit in my car and do five minutes of meditating. Like it can literally be anywhere. Um, I prefer to have headphones in so I don't listen to external noises. Um, But yeah, I think those are just some of my tips and tricks of understanding meditation and realizing it's not this crazy magical thing. It really just is five minutes of peace and quiet to yourself. Yeah, that's really great. And I think, well, I want to ask you like, because when you're in the midst of something, like when you're in the midst of doing something like uh, your yoga teacher Mm -hmm. training, it's, it's your whole life, you know, that's Mm -hmm. what you're doing on the weekends, you're surrounded by people like that. So now that you're kind of moved out of the training process, and now you're applying the skills that you learned, what, Mm -hmm how have you incorporated that into like your daily routine and Mm. how have you continued that practice and made sure that you stick with the things that you develop through the training and everything? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that we learned every weekend. So I'm not going to say that I kept everything in my practice, but I would like, for example, one thing that we learned in our yoga teacher training was something called mudras and they're different hand movements that you can do that will actually strengthen the energy in your body because of how the neurons are aligned. So if you, obviously they won't be able to see me, but it's like touching your, the index finger with your thumb and keeping the rest of your other three fingers together. So this is a mudra. And this can actually enhance the energy in your body. So every, if I'm in practice, I might get the thought like, oh, do this mudra and I'll do it in my practice. Um, In terms of keeping up with the yoga, I've consistently been practice teaching every week, like two or three classes. So I have a yoga group chat. I'll post it on my Instagram story and just gather people together at 
a park or an apartment building and practice yoga so that I, I don't lose that teaching aspect. And yoga is forever a part of my life. So I'm always going to practice it for myself. I still attend my studio. So I'm seeing my fellow classmates that I did the teacher training with, and I'm still, you know, incorporated in the community that I did the teacher training with, but also continuing my practice. And something recently that I've been working on because I feel like I kind of plateaued in my yoga practice because I got to a point where, okay, I know how to do all the positions, but now there's certain poses like crow or handstand or headstand where it requires a lot of upper body strength and arm strength that I don't really have right now. Um, so now I'm going to start weightlifting. I've been for the past month, uh, started like a little bit of going to the gym and lifting weights all over like strength training so that I can get to those higher level poses. Um, so it's, it's just something that's always going to be a part of my life. So I don't think I'll ever lose any of it. And definitely a lot of the skills that we learned are applicable in just everyday life. Like, like I said, the mindfulness, learning about the power of touch, um, the personal growth weekend where we just opened up and got really vulnerable. And that showed me how you vulnerability is like the strongest form of courage, um, really being able to get deep with someone and let them know who you are. Uh, so a lot of that I will definitely carry with me through the rest of my life, um, which is really incredible when you have an experience like that, that isn't just about, again, it's not just about yoga, it's your entire life. Yeah, that's so true. And I think, um, like, especially with something like yoga, there's so much to it. It's not just the act of going through the poses and the postures and everything. There's a whole other world to it. So I guess when mm -hmm. you were going through and you were learning about like the anatomy, the history, everything, mm -hmm. what was the most surprising thing that you learned? Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, I feel like there would probably be a lot. Yeah, there's a, there is a lot. I think the most, hmm. I guess in terms of being the most surprising, I think to me specifically the anatomy weekend, because I've never been a science-y person. Um, so I didn't know too much about the body parts, like even like tricep, I was like, what is that? Where is that? <laughs> um, so I, not necessarily like surprising, but just one of the more difficult weekends for me, but the one that I really appreciated because I really needed to learn that. Um, and it's really interesting to see how certain postures are sequenced in a specific way so that you're not hurting your body. Like I never knew that yoga was so planned out cohesively to not hurt your body. I didn't realize that that could even happen. Um, and how you really have to be careful in certain postures as well, because you could tear something if you go too far deep or too far out. Um, and yeah, I would just, I think the, the anatomy weekend was definitely the most interesting and where I really needed to learn the most and hit the books in that one. So I could <laughs> know all the body parts and know what I'm calling and 
uh, keep people safe at the end of the day too, because it is a very physical practice and you can easily get hurt as well. So you want to make sure that if you're teaching someone that you know how to keep that person in a safe environment in their body. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Do you, I'm just curious about this. Do you, by just doing it and like going, mm-hmm. going to every single weekend and completing the hours, do you automatically just get your certification or do you have to take tests or anything just to make sure that you know everything correctly? Yeah. So our yoga studio doesn't have a test requirement. So you have to attend all of the weekends. So all six weekends, 200 hours, and then you have to do 10 hours of a sustain. So we would go to a live class and actually assist students. And then we had to do 10 hours of practice teaching. So this is once we had our weekend where we were taught how to teach students. Then after that, we had to do 10 hours of live teaching. And that's where it really all came together. Because now everything that you learn, you learn how to assist people. You learn how to theme. So theming is when in the yoga class, they're saying inspirational uh, tidbits, you know, nuggets is how we call it, um, or personal shares. You have to kind of, you have to come into a yoga class prepared with what you want to talk about. And even sometimes the sequence could be related to the theme of the class. So if you're wanting to talk about love in your heart and sharing love to the world, maybe that's heart opener. So you do a lot of back bends and opening up your chest. Um, So during our last 10 hours or last weekend is really when we put all of that knowledge together to be able to actually teach classes. And then you had to, we had different little assignments that we had to complete also throughout the six weeks. And pretty much if you did all of that, then you were getting your certification and graduating. Now at my studio, you do, and other studios as well, you have to audition. So they're going to know whether or not you actually did your practice teaches and you prepared based on your audition. Because you, yes, you can just have a yoga certification, but does it mean that you put in the work truly to be able to lead in front of a room? It's way different to just read everything and attend the weekends versus putting in the work and practicing that out. Um, um, yeah 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 I feel like it, it'd be kind of scary I think especially starting out with teaching the classes and everything were you pretty frightened the first couple times that you did it for sure my I mean I cried almost every weekend of teacher training because it it really is just it's so it's so physically exhausting too so that adds on to it but it's also so emotional you're really tapping into different parts of your body and your brain that gets you a little wired fired up and there was uh our last weekend when we really were doing the practice teaching and teaching live to each other I just got very overwhelmed because there was just so much happening and I'm someone that I really need to take my time when I'm learning I can't I don't just like pick up on it like this um so I just got very overwhelmed and I I broke down you know I had my moment but I came back in and I continued through but yeah, my first ever time teaching to my friend. It's it, you think, oh, it's just my friends, but it's still really scary standing in front of your friends and trying to teach them. But I, every time I did teach, I incorporated something new. So the first time I was like, I just want to get the sequence down because you have to memorize the entire sequence. The next time I was like, okay, now I want to incorporate a theme. I want to actually express from my heart what I'm feeling. 
the next time I taught, it was, okay, I want to really make sure that I'm assisting people in these postures correctly. So adding a little bit every time I taught and not just trying to do everything at once really helped me not feel overwhelmed and scared. But I mean, I've, it's been like almost, it's been three weeks of me practice teaching and I'm still nervous. I have my audition at my studio tomorrow. I'm still nervous, but you know, you have to face your fears. Uh, That's, and again, we say it's not just yoga because so much of this is just like a metaphor for life. Like this, what I'm doing now, facing my fears and standing up in front of a room is so that I can really put myself out there and face my fears in all aspects of my life, whether it's the fear of going on a date or the fear of public speaking. So a lot of this just entangles into other parts of your life and you grow that strength um, all together, all encompassing, I would say. Um, So yeah, (laughs) it's definitely still very scary and new, but I, I always to like calm myself down. I think about what was something that you did where you were a beginner and you were really nervous. I think about my job and my job, I have to basically talk about a product for 30 minutes. So I'm memorizing words and having to answer questions for half an hour. It was so nerve wracking in the beginning. And now I could do it in my sleep. So I know that I will get to a point with yoga where it's literally going to be like, I could do it in my sleep. Um, But you always, you have to start somewhere. You have to be a beginner, even though I hate being a beginner. Um, You just have to keep working at it and knowing that it's all going to come together and the the time and pace that it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's so true. Especially anytime that we're starting something new, I feel like we always put pressure on ourselves that has to be perfect or we have to Mm -hmm. get it right the first time. And then if we don't, we usually just quit. So that's, it's good when you see that there, you see yourself progressing through it and you see yourself getting better as you go, even if it's a slow Mm -hmm. progression, but you're still gaining that confidence each week. Exactly. And I'm sure you even have that too with starting your podcast. Like I can't, yeah. it's, it's nerve wracking yeah. <laughs> just talking to new people and, mm-hmm. you know, answering questions back and knowing exactly what to say next. Yeah, definitely for sure. Cause I'm more, I'm more of like an introverted person. I'm a little on the quieter side. So talking to mm-hmm. a bunch of different new people can be a little nerve wracking sometimes, but it's the same way with your, you and your yoga teacher training, yoga, and yeah. the classes and everything. So what, besides like yoga meditation what other wellness practices do you incorporate on a daily basis to help keep you happy functioning everything yeah so something else that I like to do regularly is every month I would say I do Reiki and Reiki is energy healing so we're all made up of energy and energy can get stuck inside of your body and certain body parts so what she'll, my Reiki master will do is actually move this energy around in my body. So that's become a practice for me that I do monthly. I like to read positive affirmations every morning. Um, I have new moon rituals that I do. So for the new moon, I always like to set intentions for my month, almost like little mini goals. And then for the full moon, it's about releasing. So what no longer is serving me. So for me last year, big one was releasing control and letting that go. So I could just live a life where I'm truly flowing and allowing whatever is meant to be to come into my life. Um, 
I've definitely like narrow, I used to do a lot of things, but I've been able to narrow down what really works for me and incorporate that. Uh, another huge one is journaling. I journal pretty much every day on the weekends. It sometimes will be hard for me, but journaling has become, it's like my meditation. Um, it's so therapeutic to just sit down and write and talk about what happened in my day and write down what I'm grateful for. And sometimes I'll even just look up different journal prompts to, you know, get new ideas of what I could be talking about. But mainly I'll talk about what happened in my day, like what I learned from it, uh, how it made me feel. And I always look back from a year ago. So this month I'm looking back at what happened in February of 2021. And it's really cool. And I do the same thing with video journals. So I do handwriting journals and I also do like every couple months a video journal of me talking basically to myself, <laughs> just funny. Um, and just talking about like what I'm doing, what's been happening. And it's so cool to look back and see how much growth you've had. It really shows you like, wow, I've changed so much as a person. And look at the way I used to react to that and look at like how I used to do this and where I'm at now. Um, so that's actually, I would say out of all of my holistic practices, probably one of my favorites is journaling. It's just such a ritual that calms me down. Um, so yeah, those are some of the things that I'll still incorporate here and there. Video journaling, that's something I, I haven't really heard. I haven't heard about that, but that's, that's, that's a cool one because I know a lot of people, they kind of deter themselves from journaling and like writing stuff down it can mm -hmm. just seem scary or just something that they wouldn't usually get into so yeah, yeah so that's like that video journaling is a good way to just get your thoughts out there in like a minute or less so yes a good exactly one. and then it'll turn into 30 minutes <laughs> just yeah. long, a lot of fire. exactly and it's also really cool because you get to see how you visually react to mm -hmm. what you're talking about and yeah. your physical appearance, how much you've mm -hmm. changed, um, just the expression. It's it's the same way when you send a text versus talking to someone on the phone versus talking to someone on in the person. Mm -hmm. All three of those communications are very different. You get a very different feel. So seeing your face and how you reacted and the actual emotion in your voice is very cool. Um, to also incorporate in that. Um, yeah. And it, like you said, it's not as time consuming. It's a lot because sometimes my hand will hurt after writing for a long time too. So it's nice to just like sit down. It's almost like my own therapy session. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And you said, you said before that you started doing, trying a whole bunch of different things and then you really found specific things that really worked for you. So how would you recommend other people kind of go about mm -hmm. that same process? Because I know with through social media and everything we can see what other people are doing and we try to make that work for ourselves but right. it just doesn't so how do you recommend people find what works for them I say be open-minded and try really listen to if you're being called towards that you will know like it's about listening to your intuition and is that right for me or am I just doing it because it looks cool on social media so that would be my first step. Be open-minded and try it out. If it works for you, then continue it. Um, what I would do to try to 
incorporate things into my life is we all know like 21 days to create a habit. So try to be consistent with it for 21 days and see if it's really meant for you. And then that consistency should follow. I also, am, like I said, I'm type A. So I literally have a list of what I'm going to do in the morning, what I do in the afternoon, what I do at night. So I don't forget. I can just quickly glance at my notes and be like, oh, okay, I need to do this. Um, that was more last year when I was more rigid, I would say, with my rituals and routines. And I've kind of shied away from that. So now I really, because it's uh, become a part of my lifestyle, it's not like I have to look at my the paper so much. It's more of like, oh, I remember to do this. I'm going to do it. And if I remember to do it, I feel like I, it was meant to be like, I, I was being called to do that. So something that I do is like, I'll put essential oils on each of the chakras of my body. I used to do that almost every day. It's time consuming. Like I just can't do it all the time. So now it's, I really only do it whenever I remember. So I just got out of the shower. I'm like, Oh, let's do it. Um, so you have to be gentle with yourself too, because like you said, there's so much out there that you can do and everyone has a different perspective and idea. You really have to listen to what works for you. Um, I tried it all. I really like when I, the last two years, I, everything that came at me, I was like, let me do it. Let me do it. The warm cup of water with lemon, which I still is definitely a ritual for me every morning. Um, the gua sha stone, like for your skincare routine. Like I I've done really all of it and I just found what worked for me. And it really, I found what worked for me because I got away from the, like the strict routine. And it's again, whatever I feel like flowing with is what I end up doing. Um, so that would be my biggest advice is be open-minded and try it, but don't, if it feels like you're forcing it, then step away and reevaluate like if that's really meant for you because you don't want to overwhelm yourself where you're stressed out about having to stick to all your rituals and routines it yeah it's meant to help you not to add more pressure to your life mm-hmm. so basically just having more of like an intuitive approach to just what yeah. feels good and just follow that because mm-hmm. uh, like like you said it's so true that there's so much out there and especially within the wellness and like spirituality communities on social media and everything there's so much information that it can feel really overwhelming of where do I start what do I do Mm -hmm. all these things and then you start thinking like oh my gosh I need to have a two-hour morning routine where I can do all yes things but no you can you can get it all done in 10-15 minutes you know yeah for sure that's so true um and I would say with that as well is um like you said like you don't want to have a a two-hour morning routine so it's feeling out what's going to end up working for you and just Mm -hmm. sticking with that versus again adding a million things to your to-do list in the morning because it's just going to make you more stressed out than starting your day on like a few things and letting it carry through and really feeling what works for you, that intuitive flow. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, what plans do you have now to continue your growth and continue to mm-hmm. develop yourself in all aspects? Um, so oh, also one more thing that I want to say with the last uh-huh. topic was just 
you'll be called to what you need to do. That's what I was trying to remember is for me, it was yoga. That's what started my whole journey and the doors slowly opened from there. Yeah. So if you're nervous about where to start, then just let it come to you and don't force anything. Um, but for me, that's exactly what I'm trying to follow is not forcing anything and letting it come to me. So I was on this rampage of like, let me add this certification and this and that. And now I'm finally just enjoying the fruits of my labor. Like I put in the work, I did the healing, I learned all the tools and skills that I need to be where I'm at. And now I'm enjoying what I have. And as far as my business, so like I said, I did coaching back in, it was a two month program program in October, November of 2021. And after I finished it, I felt like I wasn't I wasn't super gung-ho and excited about creating a program. Like a lot of holistic health coaches, they have a program and they do one-on-one coaching. So I was like, okay, what else could I do? So then this idea of retreats came up. I've always loved event planning and just meeting and connecting with people one-on-one is way more my vibe. So Now what I want to do moving forward is actually plan out weekend retreats and grow that to week long retreats, day retreats, incorporating holistic wellness into it. So, I mean, every retreat could be something different. It could be just a yoga retreat or it could be a weekend of wellness stuff. So it's like incorporating yoga, meditations, maybe someone comes and does acupuncture. We have different group discussions, personal growth. Um, that's what really is exciting me now and what I'm working towards. And again, with the yoga teacher training, it was an exact alignment with that because now that I'm certified, I can actually lead yoga or I can, you know, it's just another tool that I have in order to incorporate that with clients. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm working towards next is starting to do retreats. And I'm also, like I said, um, just trying to take it day by day because it can be very overwhelming. There's so many different ventures that you could do when you jump into holistic health. There's so many opportunities and I have a lot of opportunities right now. So it's really about figuring out that niche of what I want to do and moving full force with that. Um, And I really feel like I wanted to focus on yoga and get that under my belt. And now that I feel ready and I'm, you know, hopefully we'll start teaching live classes soon. That'll incorporate me and motivate me to want to really work on these retreats and definitely want to have something come this year um, in terms of that business side. That's so exciting. If you, if you ever or when you get your retreats going, I'd love to get more information about it because I'm always yeah. doing stuff like that to do. So that's awesome. Definitely. So just for the audience and everyone listening, what's like a book podcast resource that you just recommend to help people mm-hmm. that you really love? Yeah. Um, I love recommending two things. So one is the movie, The Secret, which is on Netflix. And that movie is all about the law of attraction and how what you put out there into the universe comes directly back to you. So if you speak negatively, you're going to get negative negativity back to you. Same thing. If you hang out with people who are positive, you're going to feel that positive vibration and energy around you. And also it talks about manifesting and how 
you can manifest things into your life by visualizing and feeling what you want now. So that, again, it's that rewiring of your brain. So your brain thinks, oh, I have this. And you'll be attracting that into your life. Our world is all about energy. And, you know, again, putting out certain kind of energy will get you back that energy back inside of you. Um, And then for a book that I really, really love, it's called The Seasonal Soul. And it basically talks about how, like the earth, we move through seasons, spring, summer, winter, fall. And in each of these seasons, it's char- there's different characteristics. So the winter time is a time of hibernation. You're way more inward. You don't really want to socialize as much. You're not <clears throat> as motivated. And then spring is when the ideas start flourishing again. You start to go out a little bit more. Summer is like your full force in whatever you want to be doing, you're active. And then fall is coming back to that inwardness and retreating, similarly to like how the seasons flow. It doesn't have to be like the earth seasons. Like you could be, it could be like winter right now on earth, but you're in fall. So it doesn't necessarily uh, connect with that. But why I really love that is because it helped me understand how I was feeling in that moment and be okay with it because when I know oh I'm in winter that's why I'm not as motivated to want to work on my business or my body just doesn't feel as physically active I'm like okay that's fine I'm gonna accept that I'm in this phase and just go about life a little bit differently maybe I won't be socializing as much I'm going to um, make that a part of my lifestyle and it's so cool now that I've read this book and I've gone through like a whole cycle that now I can really pinpoint whenever I'm emerging into a new season and I'll read the chapter of the book to refresh my memory and it gives you um, different chakra balancing that you can work with crystals like rituals and routines Um, so it also gives you advice on what you could be doing in that moment but really helps you understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling which I think is so freaking cool. Yeah, that sounds really good. I'm always looking to add more books to my reading lists and all that. So I'm going to, I'm going to add that one. I have, I've never heard of it before, but that sounds great. And just to wrap up, where can people find you, your Instagram website, anything? Yeah. So I am on Instagram. It's holistic underscore underscore mommy and the website will be coming. So just check on my Instagram to see whenever that is created. Um, but yeah, that's where you can reach out to me. Please feel free to DM me on Instagram. I love connecting with new people. We can set up calls and I'll definitely be posting about future services that are coming up. So you guys can connect with me as like a coaching mentor relationship as well. But overall, I had so much fun today. Thank you for allowing me to come on here and just talk about my growth and my spirituality and yoga. And I hope that all of you become yogis and get more in tune with yourselves and your spirituality. But thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. This was great.